Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Doctor Matters Podcast, and we are going to talk about something that happened over this past weekend that you may have heard about. It's all over the news right now. It's all over YouTube. It's all over many of the social media outlets, and it is by a rapper named Travis Scott. He puts on what is called Astro World. It is a a, a two-day festival, I think it is. I think this was the third year this past Friday on November 5th, and it was supposed to be November 5th and 6th, uh, which was Friday and Saturday of this past weekend. And every year for the past three years now, this has been put on in Houston, Texas. And we're going to talk about what happened, uh, but we're not going to necessarily talk about what happened as much as we are going to talk about a biblical perspective as to why these things happened. So you're going to have to hang with me here to understand that. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to watch uh, some of the screens that I share and some of the videos that I'm going to put up. If you're listening on uh, in just audio only, you're just going to have to take my word for it. I'll try to help you understand what we're looking at. But you can always go back and and look at the YouTube video, which the link will be up in the description and all of that. So we're going to talk about Astro World. That is a uh, it's taken over. YouTube and social media and all the news outlets recently because I did not realize it, but this rapper named Travis Scott is a huge, huge celebrity rapper guy. And and to be honest with you, I had no clue. Uh, apparently, he had a baby by Kylie Jenner. I don't know even really who that is, to be honest with you. Um, but apparently, she's some big deal too, and they've had a baby together. And I don't know if they're still together, but. Uh, when this came out, when this happened Friday evening, I, I really didn't start hearing about it until Monday when I really got back on YouTube and different things like that. So I didn't hear much about it over the weekend after it happened. But I started looking uh, Monday of this week and I started to really try to figure out what was going on. And I started looking at videos and I was sitting at my desk while I was watching this. And I'm going to be honest with you. I started crying. I started weeping at what I saw and the things that I heard was happening and, and had happened at this festival. Now, Astro World again is put on by Travis Scott, and I believe there's uh, other singers, rappers, artists there uh, over the two day weekend. It kicked off Friday, and we're going to show some things. But uh, it's fifty thousand people were here at Astro World on this past Friday night, and we're going to see a video here of people how they just rushed to get in, how they had no regard for security, how they had no regard for the metal detectors, the the those gates that they had put up for different reasons and different things to try to help crowd control. I mean, it, it was just total chaos from the get go when the doors even opened. So it it, it only. Uh, it was only a matter of time before you realized something bad was going to happen. And if you don't know what happened at Astro World on November 5th, on that Friday evening around 930, I believe it was, uh, when he when the first calls started coming in, ultimately eight people died as a result of what they're calling crowd rush. And uh, over 300 people were injured. And one of those injured happens to be a nine-year-old boy who is in a coma because he was on his dad's shoulders and fell into the crowd. 
couldn't breathe and uh, right now in a coma. I haven't heard anything else about him. I also saw a video today as I was watching and preparing for this and trying just to try to make sense of it all. Uh, I saw a video of a five-year-old kid in in this crowd of people during this concert with his father on his shoulders and and i just i just can't help but wonder why something like this would happen so what we're going to do is i'm going to just kick off here and show you kind of on youtube some of the things that went on now apple music apparently did a live stream of this the whole show and there's going to be pockets in here and and let me just go ahead and warn you now, if you're still listening, I'm going to try to uh, make sure that we don't come across any filthy language. But let me just be clear. Travis Scott is not a Christian that is a rapper. Travis Scott is not even close to being a Christian, I would say. We're going to talk about that, too, because he put out an apology statement. We're going to look at that. We're going to listen to that. And we're going to make heads or tails of it a little bit. But uh, I'm, I'm really going to try. But if there's something that gets out that is uh, of bad language, I apologize uh, I'm, it's, it's just so long. It's this is an hour and 12 minutes. We're not going to watch all this. We're just going to kind of see the, the beginning of it. And then I want to try to catch some crowd in it and, and I can delete it too as well, but I want to show you, but there's some things I want you to hear. So, uh, just warning, if you do hear bad language, I apologize. So I'm just warning you now that if you have little ears listening, I know that there are some kids that listen and, uh, parents, if you are listening, please, uh, listen to this first. Um, uh, if you don't care and kids, if you're listening without your parents, uh, just be uh, just turn it off until they can listen to it. But I'm going to do my very best to not let any uh, bad words come out of this video. But let's set the stage here. Astro World 2021. Um, Houston, Texas is where this is. And this fella, Travis Scott, I tell you what, let me make it bigger for you there. Uh, Travis Scott is from the Houston area. So this is kind of his hometown. He's going back and he's created this and it's named after there used to be a Astro World, I believe, was a, an amusement park, kind of like Six Flags that was across the street from where this uh, concert is being held. This festival is being held. So he kind of Astro World was home to him. He loved going to that amusement park and then they tore it down. And now he goes back over the last three years to do this festival. This time it turned pretty rough. And uh, the people killed, let me say this too, the ones that were killed, eight people range from ages 14 to 27. That is tragic. Any death is tragic. But 14 years old to 27 years old, eight people lost their lives. So let's, uh, let's look at part of this. I'm going to say a few things. Then I want to look at the Bible and see what it says. Because I really want to point out some things here that are very troubling and and very sad. So what we're looking at about to hit play is this is before the concert begins, uh, before the show begins. It, this whole thing, and, and if you haven't seen it, there's like this portal. And, and there's a lot of people saying that there's a lot of demonic stuff that was advertising leading up to this. And I would agree that it was very evil, demonic looking stuff. And as a matter of fact, his stage set is very demonic looking uh, there's going to be fire. It's going to look like hell. As a matter of fact, there's some concert goers that said they felt like they were in hell at a concert, a concert being held in hell. Then they felt like they were there, not just because of the things that happened, but just because of the presence and the, the evilness that was there 
and uh, it's set up like big, big rocks almost. This stage design. I'm not. I'm not really sure how to put it. And there's fire, and, and I'm going to push play, and you're going to see all of the fans here waiting on Travis Scott to come out, and then you're going to see fire. He's going to jump up, and then uh, he's going to start singing. And when he starts singing, we're going to put that on mute really fast, and then we're going to fast forward and find some shots of the crowd. And and I'll tell you what, there's it's going to stay on mute. How about that? We'll just not. Uh, we'll, we'll not put it on we'll not put any words out there after this uh but i will make note of some things as we go along because i have watched a lot of this many videos so let me hit play on this and you'll be able to hear it if you're listening to audio only uh uh, i am going to let this play for a minute because there's ominous organ music and then it just goes into craziness listen to the crowd if you see them there's 50,000 people there waiting on travis scott The organ music should start playing any minute now. Matter of fact, let's do a little. Listen. I I want you to take note. Listen to all of these people beginning to chant, Travis, Travis, Travis. Uh, This is troubling. From From a Christian worldview, this is troubling. Let me just add that. You know, this this is all about doctrine matters. This is all about glorifying God and exalting Christ. So. Uh, listen to the the crowd as they're waiting. That is there's that's very ominous music, and and, and let me just say this: there's a bird flapping in fire. Um, above this portal and the ads leading up to this said see you on the other side and it had people jumping in a portal kind of like what is on the stage here almost like a portal to hell or something like that is what i what i see this as it's very troubling but the music itself this this organ is very troubling there's a bird there's that portal He jumps up. I'm going to pause it here because I'm not sure where the language comes in. I'm going to mute it. But look at this. If you're watching, there's 50,000 people jumping around, and it looks like a scene from hell. It really does. And it, it this this is what people are flocking to. And uh, just some shots here of people everywhere. Uh, they, they are packed in here like sardines and um i'm gonna fast forward here i mean just people everywhere and i want to be careful i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play any anything uh that that look at these people so many people but here's what's happening right now on the screen he notices this is about the time the first people start needing some help if you see on the screen, there's some flashing lights. He is saying, what What in the world's going on? Uh, there's this medic uh, golf cart type thing trying to get through the crowds of people. They're not moving. They're not doing anything. They're, the, the medic is having to go so slow. 
And ultimately, and, and we'll see what happens here in just a few minutes. I'm going to be able to find a, a, a scene where we can see this if you're actually watching. But what happens is there's this stage rush, this crowd rush where 50,000 people all come at one time and they try to rush the stage. And I'm going to pause it right here, but they try to rush the stage and it, it, it essentially squeezes people. So when everybody rushes forward, those people push back and then other people are still pushing forward. So it's really people in the front are kind of getting crushed up against the railing, crushed up against each other. The people in the middle are what's taking the brunt of this. They're taking uh, the most of this is from what I, I've heard and gathered is they're kind of getting pushed and it's going to look like a wave of a wave at sea if you've ever seen that going back and forth in and out in and out because the people are pushing against from the front and the back and the people in the middle are getting squeezed and basically what's happening is they're getting squeezed to death that their their lungs are being constricted by their own bodies because other people are squeezing in on them so hard that people begin to suffocate have cardiac arrest and so many people are injured during this time. And and what's happening right now is he sees this. He stops. He's, he, he's, he says some terrible language. Uh, he's like, what in the world's going on right now? He says, put a middle finger in the air if you're okay. And then everybody puts a middle finger in the air. Uh, and then I think he says, put two hands in the air if you're okay. And then he doesn't stop. You would think when there's a medic, an ambulance coming down through here, you would stop and he doesn't. He says he wants to hear the ground shake. And you can see right now, if you're watching these two guys on the stage with him, they're jumping, jumping, jumping. The beat hits and they jump into the crowd. The fire comes up and he, he tells he wants he tells the crowd he wants the earth to shake while people are literally losing their life at his concert. And look at the, the number of people here. Just to hear this man and the stage set, the design, the music is lang is filthy. It is demonic. It is wicked. It is awful. It is ungodly. What's happening right here in his in, at his back? There's a medic, and he is still going, still going. And you can see the crowds of people. If you're watching, they're just pushing against each other. Now, I want to find one of these uh, one of these angles of the. Uh, camera where it's okay here we go all right here's what we're going to do i'm going to go full screen here with this so you can see what's happening and you're going to see the the wave back and forth right in the middle of your screen in the middle of the people um when the lights come on here in just a second you're going to kind of see what almost looks like a wave and those of you that are not watching you can take my word for it imagine tons of people just not a mosh pit, worse than a mosh pit, actually. The lights are up right in the middle of your screen, right there. They're going back and forth. This is where a lot of this is happening, where people are just getting crushed. I wish I could, I wish I had a thing that would draw it on there for you, uh, but I don't. So uh, that was where a lot of people were getting crushed. And the show is still going on right here at the bottom of the screen. You see the medic now trying to leave with somebody. There's video of people dancing on top of this thing. They're not letting it out. People are literally dying all around them. I've heard videos of, and look at the people. If you're watching, look at the people, 50,000 people. And you can still see from the front to the back to the middle where people are still making it like a, um, looks like a, a wave in the ocean of people just are crowding each other, crowd rushing one another. And I've also seen a video of this where um, 
he is in sight. He can see them doing CPR on a man and he stands up and does the robot during his show. He doesn't show any regard or concern for this person. Now, I want to say this. I'm just going to leave this here and uh, come back to that here in a minute. We'll look at something else. But I want to say this. Back in, uh, I don't know when this was, but he stopped a show when somebody took a shoe from him. I don't know the, how that happened or if he was trying to give it to somebody and somebody else took it. I know, do know he's given away shoes before, but he stopped his show entirely when somebody grabbed him. And one time when he was giving away shoes or somehow his shoes got in somebody else's hands that they weren't supposed to go to, he stopped his show completely. But here you have people dying that are that he's not stopping the show for. Also, there are videos you can hear people yelling, stop the show, stop the show, stop the show over and over, and he doesn't stop it. There are other two people climbed a camera tower begging the man to stop, to tell somebody to stop the show that people are dying, and he doesn't do anything about it. The show continues, and the first call comes in, I think, at 930, and then the, the whole set doesn't end till 1010. Or so, so forty minutes of people dying and getting crushed to death in his at his show, and he does not do anything about it. He doesn't stop. Uh, he doesn't tell people to get to move. He doesn't tell people we're done. Everybody, clear out. Uh, we need to make way. None of that happens, and he continues to go on. Now there is a, another um, a, another video here, and I need to put it on. Um, I need to put it on mute again for those that are, are that are just listening to the audio. I'll give you kind of a play-by-play, and those that are watching, I'm going to kind of just spell this out for you too. Uh, but what's happening here again is this is the beginning of this day when they finally open the doors. They open the doors, and uh, they don't even really get to open the doors because um, people basically open the doors for them. And, uh, this is right here. You see people, if you're watching, you see people already running and they're having no regard for security. They're having no regard for the lines. People are running to the merchandise stand merchandise. And I'll show you here in just a second through this video. And if you're, if you're not familiar with concerts, they usually sell merchandise, t-shirts, stickers, hats, hoodies, different things like that. These people are rushing to get in. Some of them are going to get their spot to claim it. Others are running to the merchandise stand. I've also heard that some were tased as a result of acting too crazy. And uh, this should have been a huge indication of what was to come later that night. I'm going to hit play. Look at these people rushing through to get to his concert. And right now they're just showing a former show. Look at all the people at shows that he uh, he he that he puts on. This is not Astro World. If you're watching, it's maybe in from past Astro World, but. Uh, I wanted to show you some of this video so you could see the people running in from this year's Astro World. Right here we go. If you're watching, look at these people. They got a mounted horse, a mounted unit right here. They're knocking, look, they're knocking down all of the metal detectors. People are falling. They're tripping over one another. They're knocking down garbage cans. Look at the lines here. Look at the crowds here. This is crowds outside of the merchandise stand. Here's another view of cameras where people are jumping fences. They're fixing to tear this fence down and run in. And this is this is complete chaos that we're seeing unfold right in front of our eyes. Complete chaos happened in Houston, Texas on Friday, November the 5th. And I don't know if you can prepare 
for anything like this. I heard there were 500 uh, security and, and, and officers and different things like that, uh, but that wasn't even enough. I mean, I mean we're going to see here. Let me fast forward. Here come people to the to the merchandise stands. They're running over, jumping over all of the things, all of the the uh, barricades here. They're knocking them down now. People are just crowded. They got a, they're crowd surfing a metal panel that they have used. Uh, this is look at all the people here. If you're watching, the people are crowded into one another. There were fights that happened. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just absolute chaos. And then I think some of some more uh, footage from Astro World. Look at the people here. If you're watching, uh, I mean, this is this is crazy. To me, I don't understand this. I've never wanted to go to a concert or a show and be this packed, jammed close with people. And then for him not to even have any regard for the people in his own show. I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing that because that was just complete chaos for people. Now, I want to I want to show you this and, and remind you this. I want to uh, remind you that there was filthy language, that there was filthy um demonic things evil type activity uh there was just a bunch of bad filthy language it was it was awful so i'm going to share the apology now we're going to listen to this and uh i would say that travis scott is not a christian and drake was also there if you've ever heard the name drake and um he released a statement as well but let's let's share this with you real quick this is travis scott and uh, we're going to look at this video real quick of his apology. And then we're going to get into some Bible stuff, which is the most important part of all this. But I wanted you to kind of see and hear the things that happened leading up to this tragedy. But here we go with um, Travis Scott's apology on Instagram uh, and Twitter that he, he put out. And he's getting flack for this, by the way, is which he should. Uh, but first of all, from a Christian worldview, I want you to hear this. I just want to send out prayers to the to the ones that was lost last night. We're actually working right now. I want to send out prayers to the ones that were lost last night. He wants to send out prayers. If you are not a believer, if you are not a Christian, if you are not in Christ, your prayers do nothing. And we have become so accustomed in this culture to say i'm sending out my prayers the thoughts and prayers i'm sending good vibes and prayers when really if you're not going to really pray and if you're not even a christian there's no sense in praying because god is not going to hear those prayers if you're not a christian so for travis scott to say i'm sending out prayers and i watched a um a communications uh body language person that is an expert in those things he kind of analyzed this this apology and he said it looks like his his mind is altered whether that be drugs or whatever but his speech is slurred and his head the way he's doing his head and you'll see this it's just almost like uh it's kind of like a try to get out in front of this but the apology is really no apology he doesn't say i'm sorry for doing this sorry for not stopping the show or anything to identify the families so we can help assist them through this tough time you know, my fans, my fans, like, my fans really mean the world to me. And I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. And any time I can make out, 
you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I just stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need, you know. That he, he did not do that. He stopped the show and asked what in the world an ambulance was doing. Put two hands in the air if you're good. Obviously, people weren't good. 300-plus uh, hurt, injured, um, eight confirmed dead, one nine-year-old child in a coma as we speak. Uh, he did nothing for him. This is still not the, the reason for this podcast. Let me continue. I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. Uh, we were working closely. I'm going to stop it here. He says he could never imagine the severity of the situation. In 2017, he incited a riot at one of his concerts in Fayetteville, Arkansas, when he told his fans to forget the security, don't let them get in your way, run to the stage, rush the stage, and people were injured. He was arrested right after that show where he did spend time, I don't know how long, not very long, but he spent time in, in jail that night in Fayetteville, Arkansas for inciting a riot. Back in 2015, he did the same thing at Lollapalooza Fest, I believe, where he basically incited a riot, told people to rush the stage, told people to um, basically break security's laws, and people were hurt there. Uh, and this is no different. People were actually hurt and killed in, in a major way here at his concert. But here's what, what we're going to do. I'm going to stop this, and I'm going to tell you, number one, it, it, it's tragic when anyone is killed, especially at something like this. It's tragic when anyone loses their life. It's tragic when uh, people are hurt or injured, when they're just seeking to have a quote-unquote good time. Uh, and, and I know that people get hurt at good things. People can get hurt at Christian concerts, so to speak. People can get hurt doing anything. But what breaks my heart other than this is the amount of idol worship that was taking place here. And I say that because 50,000 people crowded in with no regard for human life, pushing their way to the stage to get as close as they can to Travis Scott. Now, I've often talked about in my in in sermons and conversations with other people about people doing this with Elvis and Michael Jackson and they're just trying to get as close as they can and they're feigning when they see him and 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 it's crazy how I thought man this is nuts how people act but then I look at these young kids up to uh, 27 plus. Most of what I hear is, is in that age range was 14 to 27. Uh, that was the majority of the people that were there. And in the videos, you can see that that is pretty much the demographic that was there between 14 and 27-year-old people that came to this concert. And what troubles me the most is is they were worshiping this man, that they were willing to do anything it took to get close. Uh, they were disregard for human life, for security, for stuff, the barricades, the metal gates and, and barricades that they destroyed, the garbage cans they destroyed, the metal detectors they destroyed. They had no regard for any of that, only looking out for themselves so they could get as close as they could to their idol. And that is an issue. And I want to look at this from a biblical perspective because it's clear that we need to look at everything through a biblical lens, especially if we're going to have uh, a a podcast called Doctrine Matters. So I want to do that, and I want to just look at some basic principles that we find in the Scriptures that 
tell us that this is a problem. And I, I also want to say this. There is a there is a um, Netflix documentary about Travis Scott, and I heard about it, and I watched it. I wanted to see what all Travis Scott was about. And I got a, a glimpse of how evil and filthy this is and, and how he has no regard for anyone and um, but himself. And in this documentary, it was very troubling to me that um, one thing that many of the, the people that were interviewed that were on this documentary they were interviewed about Travis Scott, and they said Travis Scott saved them. Travis Scott saved their life. Travis Scott um, gave them hope. And when everything was gone in their life, Travis Scott gave them hope. He saved them, and he owes them their. And it, these people owe him their life. And I was very troubled that so many people. I wonder how many of these fifty thousand people that were in attendance at this Astro World would say that Travis Scott saved them, would say that Travis Scott brought them hope in the middle of a dark world that they were in. How many people would do this? It's clear that they had no regard for any person that was made in the image of God. And it is sad to see that everybody there, all 50,000 people, including Travis Scott himself, is made in the image of God. And many people in that circumstance had no regard for anyone made in the image of God but themselves. They were willing to kill to get close. And maybe murder wasn't on their mind. And I'm sure that's not what's going to be charged for people. But people need to be held accountable for their actions. But people's actions caused people to lose their life and be seriously injured that night. And that is a problem with idol worship. People have these things. We are void. Our, we are dead in our sins. We, we feel like we need something. We, we are looking for anything. That's why people get addicted to sex. That's why people get addicted to pills, drugs, all these things. People get addicted to because they seek something. They're looking for something. They're searching for something. Many people have called it a God-shaped hole. I don't know if that's what we want to call it or not, but many people search for hope and they find it in the wrong places and they seek things that make them feel good for a moment and then they end up having more destruction than hope. And that is what we see here. And I want to read this to you. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to put it up on the screen for you to read too so you can read along with me. But we're going to look at the book of Exodus. Chapter 20. And of course, this is the Ten Commandments. And, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Version here, the 1995 uh, today. And I want you to see this right here. You shall have no other gods before me. That is Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. People have made Travis Scott a god. They've made an idol. Uh, we're going to get into verse 4 here. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children on the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Listen, this says you shall not worship them or serve them. Why? Because the Lord is a jealous 
God. And when we make idols for ourselves, we are making another God that we're putting before the one true God. And many people, I would I would say 50,000 people in Houston, Texas, in the South, I bet many people there would claim that they were even Christians. They would probably profess to be Christians, yet it is clear that they have, many of them, made an idol out of Travis Scott. And that is a problem. Now, I know what you may be thinking. You may be thinking, well, is it a sin to go have fun somewhere? Is it is it a sin to enjoy yourself when you go to a concert? No, not at all. Uh, but we must not make idols out of these people. And if you're a believer, you should never go to a Travis Scott concert or a show. You should not go to shows that are going to have bad language. You shouldn't go to shows where there's going to be a demonic activity and evil stuff that's on the, the ads itself or, or, or demonic things there that could happen and, and take place. Like it, it, many people said they felt like they were in hell at a concert. And the thing about this is there was another rapper. I can't remember his name. I think his name was Little Uzi. Um, I asked my kids if they've ever heard that name, and they said, yeah, I've heard that name before. Uh, there was a video I watched of him that said the rapture has happened, and all of y'all are in hell now, and there's no escaping. And somebody apparently said, no, no. And it says, oh, yeah, you're in hell now. You're not leaving. You made this decision. And that's coming from a rapper, a person in entertainment. And people are willing to forget anything that the Bible says. And, and granted, if they're not Christians, then that they don't have any reason for us to hold them accountable biblically. Accountable biblically, but we need to hold someone accountable. We've got to. If there's fifty thousand people going to a concert of a demonic influenced, uh, filthy languaged rapper, I listened to some of that uh, today, and I had to turn it off, man. I was shaking my head. There were so many bad words, so many sexual songs uh, and references, and they were just degrading women and all these things. And and fifty thousand young people are hearing that. Now, uh, we see this that our God is a jealous God. And we have to be clear that we cannot give ourselves to idols. We cannot worship idols. If we're Christians, we cannot do this. But let's trace this back. What has brought on 50,000 people to show up to a concert and, and really worship Travis Scott? Um, we can see right here in the book of Romans chapter 1. For all those unbelievers... Romans chapter 1, verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from the heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That is a lot of what was happening here is people were suppressing the truth that there is a God in their unrighteousness because they didn't they don't have an excuse listen because that which is known verse 19 about God is evident within them even the unbeliever knows there is a God for since the creation of the world his invisible invisible attributes his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so they are without excuse so these unrighteous people that showed up to the show have no excuse that there is a God. Now, what has caused 50,000 people to show up at a place like this? I think we need to trace it back to true biblical preaching, biblical parenting, and the need for the Word of God in every asset of our life. Where are these people's parents? 
Now, there's a debate that will rage that says, well, we can't be too strict. We, we, we don't need to be too strict. We need to be loving and we need to be a little loose with our kids. We need to let them have a little fun. And I would say as a parent of five kids now, as we're in the process of adopting another, I would say this. I have wasted a lot of my kids' life by being too lenient. When my wife, when we first had kids, said, I want our kids to go to bed at 730. I, I, I was an only child. I stood up, stayed up till nine, 10 o'clock on school nights. And I said, nah, the seven is a little too early. Um, and then said when they got a little older, I don't think they should be watching this or listening to this. I said, oh, it's not that bad. But now looking back, I wasted their life and I hurt them because I was too lenient. We need to be parents that are not focused on being our kids' friends, but being their parent and their need to know Christ. We need to show them Jesus. We need to teach them the scriptures. We need to lead them. And I don't know where it went wrong for the parents of those 50,000 kids that were in attendance, but somewhere along the line, something broke down because somewhere in that genealogy and that family history, somebody had to preach the gospel, had to know the Bible. Uh, people in the that families, the families know, we just read Romans chapter one, they know there's a God, but they suppress the truth with their unrighteousness. So we need to be parents that are concerned about our kids, where they're going, who they're with, uh, who their friends are, who their friends' parents are. We need to know everything there is to know about them. Matter of fact, one of my kids, my 15-year-old, called me. At a, he was at a football game the other night, and he said, Hey, Dad, can I go eat with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so after the game? And that's the only details we had. And we said, Absolutely not. First of all, we're getting up early in the morning. Second of all, we have no idea how you're getting there and how you're getting home. And we don't know their parents. So, no, he was frustrated. He wasn't happy with us. But he didn't go because we want to protect our kids the best we can. We want to raise them in a Bible-believing, God-honoring, Christ-exalting home, and that's the way you should be as well. I want to encourage you not to be necessarily your child's friend. Be their parent and lead them well in and through the Word of God. So we have these uh, 50,000 people. Some may be professing Christians by their fruit, and probably we would say that they may not be Christians, but they're unregenerate people giving themselves to n this false hope in Travis Scott, and then people lost their life. So what else do I blame it on? Is parenting? Parenting should be stricter. It should be tightened up. Parents need to learn the Word of God. They need to repent and believe on, in, on the Lord Jesus Christ if they haven't. Somebody needs to teach the gospel to these parents, to these kids. I don't know what it may take, but something's got to change to where our young people stop looking at the things of the world for hope and start looking to Christ and start looking at his word. We need people that are serious about the word of God. Here's something else I, I want to blame when it comes to this idol worship and um, this lack of, of knowledge, if you will. I'm going to blame it on two more things other than other than parenting. Um, I, there was and and I want to be careful here. My heart breaks for the family that lost their 14 year old kid. It was a 14 year old boy. Uh, my heart breaks for them. I couldn't. I can't imagine what they're going through. But at the same time, I can't imagine why somebody would let their 14 year old go to something like this. I can't. I can't fathom that. I don't understand. Even if I wasn't a Christian and I knew what it was going to be like, absolutely not. I remember going to 
Black Friday shopping several years ago. My my sister-in-law went with me and my wife. We were going in Old Navy of all places, right? We stood outside and we did it just because it was fun. We got to hang out. Me and my wife were hanging out, drinking coffee. It was cold. Uh, just fun for us. We didn't really go spend a lot of money. It was just more people watching and just uh, having a good time together. But then we'd go get breakfast. Anyway, I, enough of that. But I remember waiting in line. And, and then as soon as those doors opened, man, people just flooded through one tiny door. And... I remember I'm six five and and probably was about two fifty then, but I remember having to just bow up and keep people on my back so that my wife and my sister in law, she was younger at the time, could get in the door safely. I can't imagine sending my kid out Black Friday shopping by himself, let alone send him into fifty thousand people that have no regard for human life. So I have to put some blame on the parents, and I have to. Uh, and lovingly put that blame on the parents. Now, don't hear me be rude or harsh to them, but lovingly put that on them. Some of that has to fall on them. They're the parent of those children. The children aren't their parents. And then I blame it on the ones that are not teaching them the gospel. But here's the other two things I want to blame it on. Preachers not preaching the word of God. We have got churches all over America, all over, and people... They, they they have all these church services and these worship gatherings, and many churches teach false doctrines. They don't teach the true Word of God. They teach uh, what they think the Word means. They, are, uh, they teach this uh, heretical doctrines of, of, of prosperity and word of faith and name it and claim it, and all of those things are unbiblical. So when people get into the world, they have nothing to hold on to, nothing to sink their teeth in, so to speak. They are out living life under the ruse of Christianity, but it's really a false doctrine and it's heresy that they've been taught because men will not stand in pulpits and deliver the word of God and say, thus saith the Lord, not me, but the Lord. This is what his Bible this is what his word says. This is what the Bible says. And hold people accountable to what God says. Not what they want it to say, not what their thoughts say. They need to hold people accountable and teach the true word of God. Because it is in Jesus Christ where we find true and lasting hope and peace. And we'll have no need to go fill, fulfill our desires at a Travis Scott concert or any other concert. Concerts are not bad in and of themselves, but we must be clear and careful of who we're going to see and where. We can find hope in Christ alone, and we can let that entertainment be driven from a biblical perspective, not a worldly one. So we won't find ourselves in situations like this. So I, I'm going to blame it on the pastors in the world not truly teaching the Word of God. And one of the things that bothers me, and I, I've been uh, seemingly just kind of harping on, and I don't want to say harping, I want, I've been warning people of Stephen Furtick and the dangers of this eisegesis and false doctrines that he teaches and this heresy that he teaches, and people need to flee Stephen Furtick. But it is, it is the Stephen Furtick's of the world that want to lift you up, like I, 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 your breakthrough, you're awesome, you are, uh, you're more than enough, all of this garbage that he spews out of his mouth that people are believing, and then those same people are ones that are going to see Travis Scott and potentially losing their lives or getting hurt. 
because they don't have a firm foundation in the Word of God to hold on to. So I blame it on pastors and then the people that are in these churches that just give all of themselves to what these pastors say. I tell my congregation regularly, don't just take my word for it. Go home, get in the scriptures, study the scriptures, because this is what you need to do. You need to match what the scriptures say to what I say. And if I'm wrong, you call me on it. And then what happens is we get a lot of soft people that are are not really listening to a true biblical pastor and they're holding on to his words. They're not holding him accountable. They're not checking it. And then they get this soft, care bear, loving everybody theology when we need to be ferocious lions and say, thus saith the Lord, and he says it, not me, and this is what it means. Stick to it. Don't go to those places. Stay out, out of those places. Keep these words out of your mouth. There is no filth talking and coarse jesting that should be coming from a Christian's mouth, Ephesians says. We should not even be part of those things. So why listen to it, and then why go to the show where it's being promoted? We need to keep our eyes and our gaze fixed on Christ and things that are above, as Colossians chapter 3 says, not things of this world. The Travis Scott shows and the demonic activity there is the things of this world. And we can not even say Travis Scott. We can use so many different things here. We could use so many different things other than Travis Scott that we give ourselves to, even as Christians, when we need to get rid of all these things, focus on the Lord and keep our eyes set on him and open the Bible and read and study what he has given us. So men, a few things. You need to get in the word of God. You need to study theology. You need to study sound doctrine. Get help studying it. Find you some good commentaries. Find you some good resources. They're out there. Many are free. And you learn what God has said, and you stick to it, and you lead your family. You lead your wife. You lead your kids. Women, you study theology. You need to study right, proper theology and right doctrine. This is what this channel is supposed to help do. Uh, there's many things that we need to be studying, and we need to be studying right doctrine, and you need to get the resources. You need to get out of your feelings. So do you men. I don't want to be picking on the women here. Men and women, get out of your feelings. Get out of your emotions. Get out of what you want it to say. And you see what God has said. You stick to it. Women, you stick to the word of God. Listen. Submit to your husbands. Submit to your pastors. Listen to them. Take in that knowledge. And then you keep studying it yourself. Help train those kids in the way of the Lord. Help your husband in training them in the scriptures and through the scriptures. Drag their butts to church if they want, don't want to go. Uh, put your children in church. Make them go with you kicking and screaming. It doesn't matter if they don't want to go. Are they your parent or are you theirs? Get those kids in a biblical church. Train them up in the way of the Lord and help them. Train them. Teach them. It is important. It is worth it. And don't let them go to worldly events like we've witnessed over the past weekend. And then I want to say this, pastors, if any pastors are listening, Sunday school teachers, anybody that's discipling somebody, preach the word, what it says, not what you want it to say, what it says, and hold firm to it. And show the people you're teaching in the scriptures 
and teach them why you believe the scriptures are saying that. Show them how to apply the scriptures to their life and hold each other accountable. That is what being a Christian is all about, is holding each other accountable. But we have got to stop failing people by teaching garbage and not teaching the truth. We have got to pour into people and invest into people and really help our society because we are headed in places I never thought we would go in my lifetime, but here we are, where worship services are happening on Friday night in Houston, Texas, where people die, and then coming across on Sunday mornings, there are many churches that can't even fill their seats. They can't even uh, get people to come to church. They can't get people to come to church because they were out all night. They were too tired. They were, they'd rather watch it online. They would re- not want to come because COVID may get them, but they'll go everywhere else. It's, it's sad to see what many people will do on Monday through Saturday, but fail to do on Sunday. The only worship that matters is the worship of Christ, the worship of God and bringing him glory and exalting Christ and serving one another from a loving heart that brings God glory. But we're too busy fixated on the things of this world. We have got to remove our gaze from things of this world and focus them back on Christ. And we need to go out and tell the world preach the gospel. So my final thing that I will tell you, the final person I'm going to blame it on is you, you that are listening, you that are watching, blame it on me because the Bible specifically says that we should share the gospel. We should preach the gospel. We need to be people that preach the word of God. We need to be people that disciple others. We need to be people that care so much about the scriptures that we're willing to do whatever it takes and um, be obedient to what God has called us to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you see this here on the screen. Um, this is a, a passage of scripture that you know, and but I'm going to show this to you, Okay. Matter of fact, I'm going to go full screen so you have no choice but to see it if you're watching. And if you're not watching, listen. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So to go make disciples, we must go and preach the gospel. So this word go literally translates into as you are going. So wherever you find yourself, whether you find yourself at a ball game, whether you find yourself at work, at home, in the gas station, if opportunities, and if you pray for these opportunities that they will present themselves, they will. I'm convinced of it. But as you were going about your life, we need to be making disciples of all nations, all people, no matter their background, their race, their uh, socioeconomic status. Um, we need to be making disciples of people, preaching the gospel and teaching them. So we, you never know if you actually do what God has commanded you to do. If I do what God has commanded me to do, how many people might change? How many people would God turn because he's used us as we're obedient to him? And we should teach people. Don't just give up on them after they're saved. Teach them to observe all that is commanded in the scriptures by God. We have to do a better job at evangelism and discipleship, hands down. I wonder how many true Christians know somebody that was there. 
And I wonder how many of those true Christians failed to mention Christ to them, failed to disciple them, failed to warn them, failed to tell them not to go. You never know. But we have got to do a better job all the way around from husbands or from fathers to mothers to pastors to churchgoers. We need to listen well and understand who we're listening to and know that it's right. And we have to do better as Christians ourselves. Preach the word, make disciples. So hopefully preventing one person from going down this path, even if it's 50,000, if we can help one person not go down a path of something like this and going and attending something like this, it is worth it. We need the gospel to go forth. We need the word of God to go forth. And it starts with you. It starts with me. We got to be serious about the word of God. We've got to stop making idols out of things of this world. We can sit back and say, well, it's all those Romans one people. It's all those unrighteous people that are suppressing the truth, that are making idols out of people and and music and different things like that. But we can back that up real quick because we as Christians tend to do the exact same thing at times. We can make idols out of our Facebooks. We can make idols out of our YouTube. We can make idols out of our TVs, our sports teams, shopping, you name it. Friends, family, children, we can make them an idol. We can put them before God. We can make them another God in our life and not have God on the proper position of our hearts. And we can worship idols as well. So we must not think that we are far from this um, worship of idols. We are right there with it and can. So we have to be very, very careful that we don't find ourselves in that sort of predicament. I'm going to leave you with one final passage of Scripture, and I want you to see this, and I want you to hear it. It comes from 1 John chapter 5, and it is the very last verse in the book of 1 John. It says this, and let me pull this back up for you. Little children, verse 21 of chapter 5, little children, guard yourselves from idols. It was John Calvin that said the heart is a factory of idols, and I believe that we can make idols out of anything and everything. So we must be careful. We must be careful here to take uh, John's words and guard our hearts from idols, not let idols get in the way of who God is, not worship idols, these false things in our life, and keep ourselves from them. So I want to encourage you as we begin to wind down this episode of the Dr. Matters podcast to make sure, number one, you are in a biblical church that is teaching the true word of God, that you hear sin, that you hear about how to be saved, that you hear about a great savior, that you hear about how good God is and how not good you are. Uh, That's important. Make sure that everything is not directed at you and how awesome you are, make sure you're in a biblical church. There are a couple of resources that I would say that in your area, you can find a solid biblical church if those churches have put themselves on these websites. But Founders Ministry, uh, you can Google Founders Ministry Church Search, and you can find a church in your area. And then Nine Marks Church Search, uh, you can do that as well and find a church in your area that is biblical. So find a biblical church Understand the biblical text, 
understand proper theology, sound doctrine, and get out there and disciple the nations. Preach the gospel, preach the word, and hopefully people will be saved. Well, I know people will be saved. God is going to save his people, and he's going to use us as the means by which salvation comes to those people. So uh, find yourself in a good church. Take the gospel seriously. Preach the word. Disciple others. Parents, take your kids seriously. Take this seriously. Teach them and train them in the way they should go in the ways of God through his word. And don't give yourselves to idols. Pray for the ones that lost loved ones. Pray for the ones that were injured. Pray for the nine-year-old boy that's in a coma that he would come out of this. It really wasn't his fault that he was there. His parents drug him to this thing. Uh, pray for Travis Scott for salvation, for Drake for salvation, and and pray for all of you, all the ones that may be listening to this and say, well, I like Drake and Travis Scott. If that's the case, then we need to have a conversation. You need to get that stuff off your playlist. You need to get that stuff off your YouTube and not watch it, not give that filth a second look or a second listen, because it cannot go in your ears, because what continues to go into you will eventually come out of you. That's why we need to be in taking the Bible. We need to be in prayer, and we need to give God glory with what we do, what we say, what we watch, what we listen to, and where we go. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to drop those in the comments here in the YouTube and the Facebook. And as always, you can email me. The email address is all lowercase doctrine matters podcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, no spaces. You can get me there. Several people have reached out to me by way of email. There's been several YouTube comments that I've been able to interact with you folks through and uh, just encourage you to help somebody. Help somebody understand that this is not biblical. Travis Scott's not biblical, and things like this are not biblical. And if you have happened to stumble across this page and you're not a believer, I pray that you would recognize your sin, that you have sinned against a holy and perfect God. But Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice. He was beaten, and he was nailed to a cross where he died, and he was buried. And then three days later, by the power of God, he arose from the dead. He ascended back to heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God. And one day, this Jesus is going to come back again. He is going to judge the living and the dead. Everyone will be judged. And what matters in that moment is where you stand with God through Christ. Have you truly turned from your sin? Have you sought forgiveness for that sin? And have you put your faith in Christ Jesus alone? Are you a believer in that moment? If not, you will receive the full wrath of God. But if you will repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will be saved. If you have any questions about that, please email me, drmatterspodcast at gmail.com. Again, all lowercase, no spaces. I would love to talk to you about that. So, um, uh, yeah, you don't want to find yourself at judgment as an unbeliever. So uh, I hope this has been helpful. And I uh, hope if you found yourself here by way of just a uh, YouTube search looking up this stuff, I thank you for coming. And if you've listened to this nearly hour-long podcast, I appreciate it. I thank you and uh, look forward to talking to all you guys again. Have a blessed week, and uh, God bless you all. Until next time, so long.